Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Uh, another week, another injury <laughs> to our, yeah. to a main main super coach candidate. I'm sure we'll spend plenty of time talking about it. Yep, yep. But first, we will start off with the group winner for last week, and that was Adam's team, Buckers Five. Uh, who do you have, Pato? Well, James Sisley is the main one down back. Fuck, he's just sliding it up at the moment. Mm. Um, Tom Stewart as well. Two two sluts in defence. Um, Interesting, they've gone both the big dogs in uh, Bontempelli and Liberatore. So that was interesting. And they both popped up for 150 pluses. Uh, didn't get a captain out of them, though. They went with Merritt 143. So you can't be too mad about that. But you'd be spewing seeing both of your Friday night midfielders go 150 plus. But anyway, um, yeah, pretty stock standard forward line in all honesty, except for Himmelberg. Um, yeah, pretty pretty solid team, but he does have Dacos, so I hope he has a trade. Otherwise, he is fielding Chincotta for the rest of the year. Yep, yep. Now, we're actually going to do something, because uh, it's finals in the moment, Pato. Um, we're going to talk about our two Supercoach Co-Captains League. So the first one um, is literally just the Supercoach Co-Captains League. Um, and we saw in round 21, low expectations get defeated by Turkle Tones. So um, low expectations finished number one. So they get the double chance and Turkle Tones are through to round 23. Um, the responsibles, the res- <laughs> responsibles, I should say, uh, downed Team Sim- Simpsonati. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so they're through to play the low expectations. Uh, Neil before me, Peasant. Uh, which is our friend Pantelis's team, uh, got up over Houndtown United. Um, what a brilliant were, name, by the way. What, Houndtown United or Neil before? Houndtown United. The significance of that, Pato. Oh, just when you go Houndtown. Yeah. You know, when the, when the lights are off at night, you go to Houndtown. <laughs> well, that was Poundtown, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, obviously, the, the matchup of the round was second versus third. My team, Kingsley's Biceps, uh, defeating your team, Dusty, 4pm. You get the double chance, so you go up against Pantelis, and I'm through to round 23 in that league, Pato. Yeah, I'm in big trouble. Pantelis is going to fucking destroy me next week, although he does have Dacos, and I'm fairly certain he's out of trade. So we might be all right. Actually, no, he's got Wagner, so he can swing in him into defense, but... Yeah, yep. we'll see. We'll see who limps home in that one. Yep. And then in our other league, the Supercoach Co-Captain 20-person league, uh, Fish and Crips uh, had defeated Full of a Luke. So Full of a Luke uh, finished fourth. They got the double chance. Uh, By six Crips. points. Yeah. Yeah, savage. Um, show me your Heaney one over Rummel in the jungle. So uh, Rummel in the jungle is out. Show me your Heaney plays Full of a Luke. Uh, in round 22. And then we got uh, King of the Hill, which is Duncan, who's won a couple of these um, uh, team of the weeks from memory, um, has defeated No Soup for You. So it goes through to round 22. And then we got Flag Dons, which also has won a couple 
Actually, no, one one of our weeklies um, has beaten the chosen one. Obviously, not that chosen. Um, so he goes through to round twenty three, and the chosen one plays King of the Hill. So we've got a lot going on there um, in the twenty person Supercoach Co Captains League, as well as the normal Supercoach Co Captains League. So interesting, um, interesting about the twenty person league, Dano. Uh, some people find humor in the fact that myself, a Richmond fan, finished ninth in that league. Um, <laughs> so we we are running finals for the bottom half as well. So I'm through to a prelim in that half of the draw, and you are into the semi against I Swallow Loads. So interesting team <laughs> name there, Chris. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a team name. Okay, so... We've got an issue, Pato, and it's an issue that pretty much every team will have unless, yeah, anyway. Uh, it's Nick Dacos, and he's plummeted in price, got the 41, he's out for six weeks. Um, a lot of us have run out of trades, so I myself am hoping for a miracle that Charlie Constable starts playing, or otherwise I'm going to have to field Campbell Chesser from now on. Gross. <laughs> I know, absolutely. I have cover on every single line except, like, good cover on every single line except for defense. Um, Yeah, great stuff, great stuff. Um, So, Pato, for people that have trades out there, what are some viable options um, if you can do just straight defenders? The obvious one is Sicily if you've got 90K, but a lot of people don't have that sitting in the bank. Um, Sicily has a three round of 146, if you don't mind, and a five round of 127. Um, they're, they're toy, they've toyed around with blank, no blank, but I think they're going to have to keep fielding blank um, so they can shoot, keep shooting blank so Sicily can have this main role. Because we saw the last three weeks, um, blank played against Richmond and Sicily scored 171. Blank didn't play against, actually, he was the sub against St Kilda and came on and Sicily had 102. And I'm pretty sure he was sitting on about 40 before Blank came on and got sort of 60-odd in a quarter and a half. And against Collingwood on the weekend, Blank played a whole game and Sicily scored 166. So pretty obvious correlation there of Blank means Sicily scores very big. So... If you somehow have the funds for that, um, Sicily is in just 17% of teams as well and should be a pretty nice point of difference for you for the rest of Supercoach finals and the season. Um, but that is obviously a very huge luxury, Dano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, notably this week, Clayton Oliver is allegedly coming back. Pato, is he worth a shout? Uh, he's about the same price, isn't he? I believe so. I think we should look. focus on defenders because I'm not sure many people will be able to swing people around in order to get another position in. Um, if we focus solely on defenders, I really, if you don't have the cash, I really like Nick Newman, who has been on a nice little scoring tear. He's in just 1% of teams, his price of 543000 <laughs> Has an average of 98 over the season, but he's got a three-round average of 124 and a five-round average of 119. So it's been pretty prolonged. Um, been really, really good uh, post-buy, um, if you ignore that Hawthorne game. So I really like that as an option, Dano. His teammate, Sam Doherty, isn't a horrible option either, but I honestly think Newman will score more than Doherty. Newman has a little bit of super coach pedigree as well when the role has been right. Um, he was a really good cash cow for us when he first debuted. And 
I think that's the obvious go-to if you don't have the money to go up to someone. Yeah, don't mind that at all, Pato. Um, just looking around, there's not too many screaming out at me other than like a Bailey Dale, but he's a bit hit and miss. He's averaging 112.7 last three rounds, but then 96 over the last five. Um, you Jack Sinclair's, he's a bit all over the shop too, 114.7 to a 101.45 round. Um, Sam Doherty. Worth, sorry, worth noting that Bailey Dale has had two pretty soft games the last two weeks for halfbacks in the Giants and the Tigers. Plays Hawthorne this week, and he may even get a, a Finn McGuinness tag. He probably actually goes to someone else, but it wouldn't shock me. I, I'm fairly sure McGuinness has gone to Dale before. Then he has West Coast. That's obviously a great matchup. And then Geelong. So it's not the best run home if you take out that West Coast game. Um, James Borlace has played one game for 112. So that might be <laughs> not, not be a horrible option. Um, if you're having to go all the way down there, you've probably got some issues. Um, but I don't hate that. Yeah. I actually don't know too much about James Borlace, to be honest. I think he's a key defender. Yeah. Tall defender known for competitiveness and strong intercept marking. There you he go. did a bit of that last weekend. Yeah, well, they might have found a little gem there, Pato. Um, the well, Crom. Debuting in round 20 fucking sucks because we lose him for next year. Yeah, fucking annoying, eh? Yep. Absolutely annoying. Um, but yeah, I don't think we can blatantly disregard some midfield options as well, considering Dacos does have the DPP swing. Um, and some people might be using Charlie Constable or something in their mids as that last bench spot for a loop. I don't know. We can't fully rule that out. Um, so are there any mid options that could occur that you can think of, Pato? If you look at uh, people under Dacos's price, um, it's not looking great. <laughs> um, you've got a Caleb Sarong who's hit some form lately. Um, price at 563, average of 111, three round of 112, five round of 113. So he's found some consistency as well. Um, I don't mind a Zach Butters, Dano. Um, yep, mid yep. forward, obviously, but um, who could get, say no to another DPP? Um, 109, three round average. Uh, sorry, 109. Average, three-round average of 124, coming off a 137 in the showdown last weekend. Um, 33% of teams, though, so it's not a huge POD. Um, I don't but mind your boy, Trelaw, Dano. That's who I was looking at, 2% of teams. And we did mention him last week just because the risk is obviously less on these injured guys because of, well, at that time, four games to go. Another weekend, Trelaw's hamstrings are still attached 123 on the weekend, average of 109, which is actually obviously really strong, three round of 127. So really, really good. Does have the Hawks this week. I can't see the Hawks tagging a Trelaw type. No. And then um, West Coast the week after. But it's in, it is interesting because they've come out and said that McGuinness won't go to inside mids. He always goes to outside mids, but the damage of West Coast midfielders are the inside guys, Libba and Bont. So it'd be really interesting to see what they do with that, or maybe they go with a halfback. But Trelaw, actually, now that I think of it, could be the outside guy that they go with, but surely not. No, I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Um, but, yeah, he's he's one that I was just eyeing off, man. Um, I know. You're always eyeing off Trelaw. Oh, fuck, man. What a man. I still can't hate him for the no. ditch and the Giants. 
there. Um, one that I also really like at the same price bracket is Darcy Parrish. Yeah. Um, his three games to finish off the year are North Melbourne, GWS, and Collingwood, which is pretty attractive. So he's also still an available free agent, so he'll be pretty keen to either bump up the, the price that Essendon are going to pay or obviously get a, a higher offer coming in from a prospective club. So he's also in just 4.5% of teams, so he's relatively good POD as well. I can't yeah. see North going to him. They're going to go to Merritt if they do tag, who's just been on heat at the moment. Um, another really solid option is Tom Green, Dano. Oh, Pato. Pato, <laughs> Pato. Just a cheeky, what, 38 disposals equal career high last week? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think he probably gets tagged this week. Um, I, I feel like Willem Drew goes to him. He generally does go to the inside types. But an average of 108 as my super coach has just frozen on me. Um, so I can't see how he scored against Port Adelaide earlier in the year, which is just lovely. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tom Green, he's going to be hit and miss. I'll admit that. He's going to be hit and miss. But at the same time, it's fucking Tom Green. What a man. I'm actually trying to remember if we played Port earlier on in the year. I don't think we did. No, we haven't. There you go, Pato. Hasn't played well, this year. There you go. So not really much to go off. He's had three really shit games previous, but it's, you can't really judge that because Green was playing a bit more forward than um, than he has this year. So Correct. Really hard to judge on that one, but Tom Green isn't a horrible pick as my super coach has finally come back up. Um, I don't think you'd bring him in off an injury, but Sam Walsh could be back this week. I'm really hoping he's back this week, by the way. Um, but I don't think you'd go there. Um, other than that, there isn't a lot. Let's be Let real. Me, I'm trying to wait. Matt for Crouch my is playing all right. I was looking at him just before. Yeah. <laughs> Would you do um, it to yourself? Well, I can't. I've got no fucking trades. But um, he's in just 940 teams, which is 0.5%. So if you love a POD, um, he could be your man. Um, his teammate Mitch Hinge is on a 110 three-round average since um, all their defenders went down. Yeah. Jeez. So that's an interesting one. Um, regularly getting 25-plus disposals for all you same-game multi-workers out there. Yes, Dusty coming up. in off, off a break might be interesting. Got a fair few different options there, though. You do. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you can fork out a bit more dosh with your last trade, obviously try and you utilize that money as much as you can. Um, yeah, if you can get one of those 600K plus guys, fucking go for it. 100%. Yeah. Um, Pato, is there anything you want to discuss other than what we already have? Because we're at a point of the year where it's kind of like people have no trades left. We have seen some um, used trades and whatnot this week. Did we remember to put out the question this week? No, I didn't. I've been really busy and had shit yeah. going on. That's all. Um, I did put in a DM to Scobie, and he, I believe, has replied. Yep. So uh, here we go. Let's let's answer give this us one. Um, just quickly though. Um, if for whatever reason you have two trades and you're still holding a Harry Sheasel, um, there's a pretty clear correlation there of Zebel playing a full game and Sheasel doing shit. So unfortunately, it's kind of affecting Harry Sheasel's output. Um, kind of hope that the, the Zebel game last weekend was almost like his farewell game because he is not going on next year. But yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. 
Yeah. So Scobie has said, what in your boy's opinion has been a bigger shit show? Constable playing only two games for the year and being the biggest waste of a super coach selection? Or the fact that Dylan Williams was potentially the best rookie going around and Ken Dickhead Hinkley literally ruined him by the sub rule. I, I'll be, I, I'm going with the Dylan Williams one because you, you remember me talking about Williams and I was going to pick that motherfucker, then noticed that he was in emergency and he got picked as the sub and I backed off and I was so shitty when Ken started playing in full games. Yeah. Um, I don't know about being the best rookie going around because Harry Sheasel exists and he was by far the best rookie this year. True. So let's not even pretend it was anywhere close to Dylan Williams, who is currently priced at fucking 293000 Um, But that does hurt because he didn't set the world on fire in his first two games, 64 and 51, was named as the sub against West Coast of all teams and got 37 in that game. But it's the four weeks after that leading into the buyers that really hurt. So he went 85, 85, 81, 84, had a 36 against Richmond. Um, def- definitely not the only player that's been ruined by Richmond. Um, <laughs> then 84, 68, 69 into his buy, and obviously um, went up a fair bit in that time, rebounded off his buy with 110 um, and has sort of tapered off a little bit since then. Um, but it was obviously a really great cash game. I also picked up DPP in that process as well. So that did hurt. But, I mean, Constable has fucking teared up the VFL. If there was a VFL, like, MVP award, like a Brownlow sort of thing, Constable would win it. Actually, Probably. I think they do do a VFL player of the, of the year yeah. award. And he'll yeah, they that. do. Um, and it's not like he's gone to the twos and played okay. Like, every week I check his stats and he's fucking getting 35-plus a game. Like just taking the piss, and it's not like Gold Coast is sitting top of the ladder. Like, there's been opportunities. Took went down, and we thought, "Fuck yeah, this is Constable's time. Get him in the guts. That's his position." But they went with fucking other kids, and really That's frustrating nice. one. Um, he could actually save a lot of people's years if he comes in this week, Dano. Oh, hundred percent. Um, with the Dacos news. Um, and like, he may not come in and score 90 pluses, and that's okay. If he comes in and gets 60-odds, we'll, we'll live with that. Yeah. But just give us something. Yeah. Um, actually, thinking about r- the rookies that got away, Pado, me in preseason, there was a giant that I was talking about bringing in at the 200K range, and then I backed out. It was Jack Buckley. Yeah. He was in fuck-all teams too. Yeah. He made 216K. Yeah. Well, at his peak. He he's averaged eighty for the whole year. Yeah, but at his peak, I reckon he's he's earned more than that. And he didn't get over nine percent ownership all year. Yep, and that was the one that got away for me. Yeah. On him all preseason, backed out because his price was a bit meh. And you know who and I, I remember, fucking went with? I remember when we talked about him preseason as well, and we we compared him to Jordan Butts last year, who was I think about one hundred and seventy k, so he was a bit more expensive, but. But the the thing was, like, he was going to play every week. He was going to score okay and make money progressively. Buckley was obviously has played every every week, has actually scored well as well, and he yeah. just was in no fucking teams because we just slept on him because it was 200K. Yeah, and instead people – I ended up going with that fucking Muppet from North Melbourne that played, like, two games. And Mate, I went to Tony Ewans. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. Um, let's have a look. I just want to look at Buckley at his peak. So he started at 205K. And when would I have traded him out? Oh, yeah. So I would have traded him out um, at 419. So pretty much what he's at now. Round eight, you probably would have traded him. In. Oh, actually, no, you probably would have waited one more week. So after round nine, so for round 10, I would have traded him out. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking Buckley. Yeah. The one, the one that got away. Check he, he got his first ton against Sydney too, 108 last round. Wow. Yeah. The one that got away. The one that got away. The POD rookie. And this is all because, all because we followed the rookie map that everyone else was doing, essentially. This is why sometimes it's good to just back your gut, people, even if it is with a rookie. I think it's worth noting as well, and it's very relevant still because a lot of people play FPL, and that's obviously coming up this weekend. And, like, it's really easy with the amount of content creators that are out there to just follow a template, so to speak. And it just means that everyone follows the same template. Everyone has the same cheaper players. Everyone has the same premiums. And you just end up having the same fucking teams, and there's no separation where – like sometimes you've just got to back yourself and it doesn't have to be the whole team has to be different, but just go with something different. Like talking of FPL, I'm thinking of starting Harry Kane over Haaland oh. just to go with something different because Haaland's in 88% of teams. So yeah, I just, you don't always have to go with the crowd and we, we like to pride ourselves on promoting things that are a bit left of center to give people options. Like, and sometimes that doesn't come off. Sometimes that means Tom Barras is averaging 64 and you've got to fuck him <laughs> off. But <laughs> sometimes that's about nailing a, a really good POD and you're laughing. So an FPL is a bit different because there's no subjective scoring method. Like someone scores a goal, you get points for it. It's as simple as that. So, you know, Harry Kane's just banged in four goals in a friendly, like, you know. And then didn't play. Against Barcelona. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. Um, okay. Well, you want to get on with uh, Vice Captain and Captains then, Pato. We'll make it a really quick one again. Yep, let's do it. Uh, so we're not called the Super Coach Co-Captains for nothing. Each week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. So we will go to Friday and it's the Disco-less Dacos, Disco Dacosless fucking whatever it is, Collingwood versus Geelong. At the MCG, first versus ninth. Who you got in this one, Pato, and why isn't it Disco Dacos? Um, well, it's not Disco Dacos because I won't be having a VC before this game. <laughs> um, I really like Tom Stewart in this one. Um, Collingwood let Sicily do what he wants in defence last week for a 166, and I feel like Stewart could do absolutely something similar. Yeah, yeah, don't mind that shout at all. Um, anyone else from this game? That you're thinking of? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, someone like a Dagoe could get off the chain a bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Geelong could also win this game. I think they will. So, you know, and there's not really many options in terms of Supercoach relevant players in either of these teams, really, except for Stewart and and Dacos, who is no longer playing for the rest of the year. So, yeah, yeah, we can move on. I think I think Stewart's a pretty obvious VC for me. No outside VCs like a, a, I don't know, one of the big key forwards for Geelong? No. Nothing like that? No. Okay. No. Now, I'll move on to Saturday's game. So we've got North Melbourne versus Essendon at Marvel Stadium. Um, shout out to, was it Kane Corns or whoever the fuck it was saying that 
I'm assuming it was Kane Collins. He says dumb shit like that. I'm um, saying that West Coast tanked against Essendon. I watched the end of that game. There's no way they were tanking. They they were looking like winning that game with about two minutes to go when they kicked that goal, and they celebrated like they just won the flag. They were yeah. so happy with their performance. Like sometimes you just lose, but I think West Coast fans are seeing some really good fight, and I'm I'm curious to see how. The, the the derby goes this weekend because um, they've got Frio and it'll be a very interesting game, I think. Mm. Oh, in this one, in North versus Essendon, who you got and why? I'm I'm half tempted to do a VC on LDU. I do like LDU. I feel like Merrick will get off the chain in this one. Yep, yep, don't mind, don't mind. What about a... <laughs> a Zeeble under Clarkson... <laughs> Is an absolute seagull. <laughs> oh, is Clarkson back this weekend? He that he he coached last week. Oh, that's so it shows why the, I'm watching at the moment. Yeah, so that's why um, Zebel had his massive uptick. I just want to quickly shout out how fucking good is it seeing the Matildas do this well? And oh fuck yeah! And football in general in Australia being so popular and the fact that it's women's football as well, I think is fucking incredible. And huge shout out to FIFA for for allowing Australia and New Zealand to host this tournament. And it's so fucking good to see those stadiums packed out. Like really, really great to see for, for women's sport in general, not just football. But um, I wouldn't that's know. pretty much the reason why I haven't been watching too much AFL is because of the Women's World Cup and go Tillies. Yeah, I wouldn't know what a packed-out stadium is. Uh, <laughs> well, you saw one on the weekend because it was full of Sydney fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway, back to North Melbourne versus Essendon. So <laughs> I like LDU. You like Merritt. Um, yep. I said Zebel under Clarkson, potentially. Zebel under Clarkson is a different beast. True. True. Um, absolutely. I don't, mind, I don't mind Parrish either. Who hasn't played Essendon since twenty twenty uh, North since twenty twenty one, which is interesting. Yeah, right. But his last two against them are one hundred thirty eight and one hundred fifty two. If you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Oh, anyone else in that game? No. No. Okay. Let's move on to the Swans versus the Gold Coast Suns at the SCG. Gold Coast can still make finals. <laughs> this finals race is fucked. It is. <laughs> Fucking Richmond can still make finals, and we don't deserve to. Nah. Um, um, if you go off super coach predictions, um, Jared Witts is projected to go 130 in this game, yeah, which is don't mind that. Shit. Um, had 140 against them in round one this year, had 132 against them last year. Um, probably a pretty safe captaincy option if you don't nail your VC in an earlier game. Um, I like and SCG as well, so there'll be lots of stoppages and obviously lots of potential hit outs to advantage available there. Yep, yep, don't mind. Uh, anyone else? No. <laughs> don't don't like Errol Goulden at all? I mean, Goulden has been on a tear. Um, 115 against him in round one. Um, I just think by this stage, you're probably looking at a captaincy option, and I don't think Goulden is that yet. I think he's an okay VC option, but... I think you can look at a captaincy option all the way until the second last game Sunday. Yeah, but I I don't think you'll be looking at a Golden VC when you've got Merritt playing at the same time. You've got yeah, okay. uh, Thomas Stewart the night before. You've got Lockie the next playing game. game. Yeah, Rory yeah. Laird. Like, I think there's too okay. many better VC options to, than to have to look at Golden. Noah Anderson? No. Nah. No? Nah. Okay. Moving on 
By the way, can I just say, actually, no, I'll say it when we get up to that team. Um, Brisbane versus Adelaide at the Gabba. Josh Dunkley, safe. Safe as houses. Coming off of 77 last week. Um, did score 146 against Adelaide last mm-hmm. time they played. And safe 140 against them last year. So don't mind that shout. Um, Rory Laird, I'm backing to back up his effort from last week. I don't think either team tags either. So I think we should be pretty all right with really any of the three big dogs in this game. Probably Left field one. Left field one. Hugh McCluggage to debut, um, just like give a little taste to the crom uh, about where he could be moving next year. Is that the rumor? Potentially. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think R- R- Rory, sorry, Riley O'Brien also may go big in this game against Darcy Ford. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> The fort call, the fort call was mine last week um, when I said Luke Jackson versus Darcy Fort uh, wouldn't surprise me if with the C, and then he fucking goes out and pumps it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mind that. Anyone going up against Darcy Fort if they're a half decent ruck should get over hundred. I, I actually brought in Darcy Fort in um, fantasy last week. Ew. Uh- <laughs> Seventy odd. He was okay. I just needed someone cheap. Uh, now let's move on. Carlton versus Melbourne at the MCG. Fucking huge game. Yeah, that'd be an interesting game. Um, Oliver is returning, but I'm not sure you back him off to layoff. Can I pick? I'm going to pick the Brownlow medalist. No, he plays on Sunday. Nah, for 2023. Yeah, nah. he plays on Sunday. Nah, Christian Petrarca. He's not winning the Brownlow. He's winning the Brownlow. Monson Pally is. I thought you were referring to Taranto. <laughs> I don't reckon the Bont's going to be as scoring as good as what people think. Mate, three, two, is he only going to score over 30 and lose a brown line? And I don't reckon that he's going to be as scoring as high as people think. We'll see. Anyway, um, in this game, anyone else? I'm going Petrarca. Melbourne do give up big scores to halfbacks, and you wouldn't captain him. Newman. Nick Newman. Ooh, VC. Like it, juicy. Let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Anyone else? Not in that game. Uh, West Coast Max versus Frio. Max gone, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't mind that. West Coast versus Frio at Optus Stadium with West Coast being $4.20, the shortest odds in a while that they've had. Um, yeah, the usual suspects, Brayshaw, um, Luke Jackson. Yeah, Caleb Sarong. Caleb Sarong. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, it's probably not going to spend enough time in defense for Luke Ryan, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll move on. Sunday at University of Tasmania, Hawthorne versus Western Bulldogs. Tough I don't know. This, 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 there's something about matchup against Hawthorne that tells me to avoid this game. Ooh, yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We'll uh, avoid. Because, yeah, they just, they, they, they kept English to 90 um, earlier this year. Um, They'll probably put Nash on Bontempelli, which will quell him. I just think there's too many sort of banana peels there where it's just like, I think you avoid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, um, what about for Hawthorne, though? What about Sicily, then? Sicily, I don't mind, actually. Yeah. Okay. Downing Tazzy as well, if Blank plays. Yeah. It has to be all about Blank. I did tell one to. of the, the boys last week um, he wanted to captain Nick Dacos, and I said, why would you? He's going to get the McGuinness tag. And he goes, oh, okay, who would you captain? I'm like, do you have James Sicily? He goes, yeah. I'm like, I would, I wouldn't surprise James me if he hits 170. And he got 166. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm a genius. 
Okay, moving on. Second last game, St Kilda versus Richmond at um, Richmond's favourite stadium, Marvel, or Damien Hardwick's favourite stadium. Um, I don't really like anyone. Toronto surely bounces back after a, a low three weeks. You'd think. Actually, there's one that could pop absolutely off, and that's Brad Crouch. He could. But I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting the C on either one of them, though, at the moment. Yeah, maybe a Sinclair. But this, to me, this seems like another avoid game. Roma or nah? Ro, uh, Marshall, yeah. Actually, I like Marshall. Even, um, even, though, Nank Nank, even though Nank is back, um, I don't mind it. Although, for some reason, he has a pretty shit record against Richmond. So, oh, maybe he doesn't like the physicality of Nank. Uh, well, let's go with the last game. Port Adelaide versus Giants at Adelaide Oval. Anyone in this one? Yeah, Rosie, Butters, um, Rosie had 154 against them last year. Yeah. If you don't mind, and the Giants aren't tagging. Well, that's not at true. Oval. Sometimes they do tag. Kingsley's very, let's see how the people go first, like with Bont, and then chucks true. a Callan Ward on them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe another yeah. avoid this game. I don't know. Jesus Christ, the Sundays look like they're all avoids. Now your VCs this week, people. Well, now just get it VCs. done early. Like, Tom yeah. Stewart. Zach Merritt, get it done early and then you can reassess for Saturday Arvo. And I, I like that Brisbane Adelaide matchup. I think that's a really good captain option matchup if you're if you don't have Stuart or you don't like Stuart for whatever reason. Yeah. Um so I think there's some really good options there. I would be avoiding the Sunday games. And there there will be players that do pop off. We just it's it's hard to predict. Yeah. Uh Pato, what's your Twitter handle? At P A W T O S Triple C. Mine is at D A N E O S Triple C. Um FPL does kick off this week as well. We're not the FPL co-captains. We're the Supercoach <laughs> co-captains. But we will be doing cheeky FPL posts and whatnot. I've got to finalise my team. Anyway, so from us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. I'm Pato. And this is us signing. The fuck off.